Welcome to Storytime with Jiyashri. Let's continue Wish Tree by Catherine Applegate. Chapter 30 The animals gaped at me in astonishment. Even the youngest babies knew about the don't talk to people rule. Bongo darted to my top branch. Fred! She cried in a strangled whisper. You can't! Oh, but I can, I said. What have I got to lose? But, as I was saying, I returned my attention to Stefan and Summer. They were staring at me, jaws dropped, eyes wide, as frozen as Flash had been not long ago. We're dreaming, Stefan murmured. Right? At the same time, Summer asked, is that possible? Pinch me, Stefan said. Summer complied. Definitely felt that, Stefan reported. Maybe it was a dream pinch, Summer suggested. Excuse me, I interrupted. I have 216 rings worth of wisdom to convey and not much time. Stefan reached for Summer's hand. If it's a dream, he said, at least it's a cool one. And so I began. I haven't, sorry, chapter 31. I haven't always been a wish tree. It happened in 1848, long before I was surrounded by concrete and cars. When I was just a few decades old, still a youngster, the red oak standards, no longer a lanky sapling, I was solid and strong, but not anchored to the earth the way I am now. This was a time, like many other times, when hungry, desperate people sailed on crowded boats to settle here. Many of them ended up as they always seemed to in my neighborhood. The blue and green houses were brown then, and filled to overflowing with new arrivals. Sometimes the newcomers were welcomed, sometimes they were not. But still, they came, hoping and wishing as people always do. One of our new residents was a young Irish girl named Maeve. She'd voyaged across the Atlantic with her 19-year-old brother who died of dysentery during the trip. Their mother had passed away shortly after Maeve was born. Their father when the children were nine and 12. Maeve was solid and plain, but when she smiled, it was like sunshine peeking through clouds. She had a deep laugh and her hair was as brilliantly red as my finest autumn attire. Sixteen, alone and penniless, Maeve shared a tiny room with five other immigrants. She worked night and day, cleaning and cooking, and doing whatever she could to stay alive. Maeve soon discovered she was gifted at caring for the sick. She had no special knowledge, no secret remedies, but she was kind and patient, and she knew how to soothe a fevered bro with a cool cloth as well as anyone. 
what she didn't know, she was willing to learn. As time passed, word grew of Maie's abilities. People brought her their sick piglets and their lame horses, their coughing children and fretful babies. Always she'd explained that she wasn't sure she could help. But since people in the neighborhood were too poor to go to a doctor, they turned to Maeve. And since people believed she could help them get better, Maeve tried to live up to their hopes. When she succeeded, and even when she didn't, patients and their families would leave small tokens for her. A little figurine of a bird, a hairpin, half a loaf of bread. Once, someone even left a leather-covered journal with a tiny silver key that opened its lock. When Maie was out tending to someone who was sick, people took to leaving their thank yous in my lowest hollow. It was still a fresh wound, just a couple of seasons mended, but because it faced the house where Maie roomed and not the street, it was a safe place to leave a token of gratitude. That's when I realized that hollows can be a good thing for people, not just birds and animals. Little did I know just how good. Thank you for listening. Bye until next episode.